Good morning. I'd like to welcome you back to another edition of our Anchored in the Word Morning Reflection. And yesterday we talked a little bit about the context of the passage that we were in. And the day before we dealt with some introductory thoughts. And this morning what we're going to do is we're going to look at the actual content of the text in front of us. So again, we're in Luke chapter 11 and we're reading verses 23 through 26. And the focus of our attention will be on verses 24, 25, and 26. Here's what the text says. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I'll return unto my house whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now, the focus of Christ's parable is the man that he had just healed. And so when he talks about uh, these demons leaving a man, his life being swept up, and then them coming back with more, and he's alluding to more than likely the person who he has just healed, who he has just cast devils out of, and who really is the object of the conversation between him and these religious leaders who had laid the charge that Christ did this by the power of Satan. So the man had a terrible problem. The problem was a combination of both spiritual and physical. He was being dominated by Satan and his realm, and that was affecting him physically. He was literally enslaved and afflicted by Satan's power. And both Christ and the Pharisees offered hope to this man. One group could not help the man. Maybe potentially they could for a short period of time, but they couldn't actually help him in his greatest need. The other person, the Lord Jesus Christ, could both physically heal him and spiritually release him from bondage and could forgive his sin and give him eternal life. Only Christ could really help the man because he would address the man's problem at the source, where it started and where it ultimately would lead. And so this man, his life was an illustration of what was happening not just on the personal level with this individual, but really on the national level as well. The rabbis offered a system that had no power to transform an individual. And he, they were not just sending it to individuals, but also to the nation. Because a nation is made up of all these different individuals and their individual situations. Second thing I want you to notice is that Christ states very clearly, there is no middle ground on this issue. In verse 23, he says, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Now, he's obviously speaking to the people that have observed this miracle, but he's drawing their attention to the fact that those who resisted him and those who claimed that he was doing this by Satan's power were ultimately not only not for him, but they were against him. They were not only... Um, they were not only not helping with the issue that was at hand, but they were actually contributing to the problem. You're either with him or you're against him. You're either contributing to the problem or you're contributing to the solution. That's what Jesus is saying. The third thing that is emphasized here is that the benefits provided by this religious system were entirely empty. And not only were they entirely empty, but they actually made the person who had embraced those things be in a worse condition than had they never come in contact with it before. 
In verse 26, he says, Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They enter in and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. Basically, what Jesus is saying is if you have the ability to temporarily improve a person's situation through morality, but you're not able to rescue their soul from eternal destruction, and you're not able to replace the emptiness that is within with something that is real and living and substantial, the Spirit's work, then what you do is not actually helping the person. It's just a temporary help. It's like putting a Band-Aid on something that is killing a person. And so he says, they're no better off. If you can clean up a person's life externally without the internal transforming power of the gospel, you have not helped the person. The fourth thing is that only real life in Christ can both save from eternal destruction and can transform the person from within the entire person. And there are a couple of scriptures that are outside of this text in the gospels, in the epistles, that really draw our attention to this. The first I'll mention is in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9. It says this, The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, shall inherit the, the, in, inherit the kingdom of God. But the next statement is important. He says, and such were, past tense, some of you. So many of the people that Paul is writing to are people that what he's just stated was characteristic of their life before they became Christians. He's basically saying that a person can be saved from these things, but the salvation that comes is going to transform them. It's not going to leave them as they were. It's going to make them someone that they were not formally. He says, such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. What does that tell you? Well, that tells you that the gospel doesn't just save us from the penalty of sin, and it most certainly does, but the gospel transforms us from within. Paul even uses himself as an example of this. In 1 Timothy 1.12, he says, I thank God, Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. And then he states this, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus, who came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. So Paul even puts himself in the same category. In fact, when the Bible talks about someone being uh, blessed are those uh, who are, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit in, in Matthew chapter five, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, he's talking about a person who rec recognizes they're spiritually bankrupt. And this person, recognizes they're spiritually bankrupt because they see themselves in the light of God's standard. When God saves them, he changes them, he transforms them, he begins working in them and then through them. And the reason for that is because of what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
Old things are passed away. All things are become new. And I ask this question. So you think about what's in front of you. Do you have the power to change yourself outside of Christ? The answer is, of course not. The question is, is it possible for a person who is involved in these terrible, sinful patterns that were mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 for them to be saved? The answer is, absolutely it is. But that salvation comes through the gospel alone, not morality, not the religious system that the Pharisees had. It comes through the redemptive work of Christ by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And when a person is saved from sin, they are beginning to be transformed through the renewing of the mind. God makes them a new creature in Christ. And the evidence of that is something that you will see as they begin to walk in this newness of life. Lord willing, tomorrow we're going to look uh, at our fourth episode. And so I hope you'll join us for that as we continue working our way through this text. Have a blessed day. Bye now.